Aloha! This is a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I did a phone interview with Chandler and Sharon Rice, the organizers of the Great American Comic Con Las Vegas. Now let's get started. Welcome to a special edition of the comic book page and the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. I am interviewing Chandler and Sharon Rice. Now you guys are the co-organizers for the Great American Comic Con in Las Vegas. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. <laughs> now, before I continue, um, actually, what I'm going to ask is, um, yeah, um, before we start, you know, talking about the convention, how are you guys doing? I know in the last what three weeks, you guys have been on the road to all different conventions, right? I think out of the month of October, we spent three days at the house, other than just this last weekend. Wow. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, because I think you guys started off October with New York Comic Con. Is that correct? Yeah, we went to New York Comic Con, then we came back from New York, didn't even have a day. Well, actually, at, before we came back from New York, we went on our Legends Tour. Yeah. Oh. That's where we visit all of the creators that no longer do shows. Mm-hmm. So we were in New York, we didn't get back from New York till Thursday, turned right around that very day, and drove off to L.A. for the L.A. Comic Con. Oh, God. In L.A., we, uh, obviously, we, we did that show, and then we also did a little bit more of the Legends Tour uh, that we signed with Jerry Conway during that, you know, that was that Monday after the show. Mm-hmm. So, got home late Monday night, and then uh, we were in the office Tuesday and Wednesday to unpack, repack, and then Thursday we were... On a plane again, heading to Baltimore for the Baltimore Comic Con. And uh, we concluded Baltimore up with uh, signing uh, with Sal Basima as part of the Legends Tour while we were in the Baltimore region. Mm-hmm. And we came back to So three shows in three weeks. And uh, basically, as I got through telling someone the other day, we, for the first, uh, let's see, we're 30 days, we, we were on the road for 20 of the 30 days. Wow. I mean, I, I give you guys credit for doing that. That That's, wow. But did you guys have... That's, that's, that's life for us, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask, did you, guys had con- did you guys have fun at those conventions? Or was it just... Did we have fun at those conventions? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, New York was extremely hectic. It was the most, probably the most busiest New York that we've ever had. Last year was insane. This year was double insane. So we were very busy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Ellen Comic Con was busy, but we had time to breathe and we had time to eat lunch. Oh my God. So it Mm -hmm. was a nice pace. Mm -hmm. Baltimore was also a nice pace. Oh, good. So those those were good. It's not that we didn't enjoy New York, but it's hard with 10 hours you don't eat, you don't drink, you don't go to the bathroom. Oh God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, wow. I, I heard it. Yeah, I heard New York Comic Con can be a little intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's New York for you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to lead into the segue right now. Is, do you guys have your guys' own comic book convention coming out? Uh, coming in November. So, again, it's 
May I ask what the name of the comic book convention is called? Our, our show is called Great American Comic Con or Great American Comic Convention in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, this is our this is our, our uh, fourth year. Mm-hmm. Our first year was in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, then we did a show in 2016. 2017, we had to take the year off because we actually moved from one venue to another. Mm. Uh, and that move is because city had decided to shut down the old venue. So oh. we were kind of caught off. But we did not have a show in 17. We had our show last year in 18, and this is our fourth show uh, this year. Mm-hmm. So um, then I'm going to ask, so um, what was the spark? What made you guys... Um, decide to do your guys' own comic book convention? Well, I can tell you that that was Chandler's ideal. We go to so many conventions, you know, between 30 and 40 a year, mm-hmm. that Chandler's what works and doesn't work. So he decided that he's going to have a convention and he's going to put all those ideals of what works together and throw a convention kind of for, by, for convention booths Mm-hmm. Vendors, but by convention booth vendors. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess a, a way to put it, and this is how I would describe it, is Sharon and I um, we're one of the very few people in the industry that we fall into all four of the following categories. We rarely, but once in a blue moon, will be at a convention as an attendee mm-hmm. yes. so we know we know what it's like to be at a convention as an attendee we know what to expect we know what to look forward to mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh, the next step after that would be that we are an exhibitor and we're at a ton of shows as an exhibitor so here again we have a, 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 a good clear understanding of what to expect as an exhibitor what to expect from a show what to expect from the crowds what the crowds expect from us, mm-hmm. etc. Yes. Um, then the third category would be the fact that because we handle several creators, people such as John Romita Jr., mm-hmm. Chris Claremont, mm-hmm. uh, creators like that, where we're their handler at a show, we schedule them into the show, and then we basically are the ones that are taking care of setting up the signings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, that gives us another perspective as far as what goes on at a comic book convention. So we see it from the creator standpoint. Mm-hmm. We see it from the fan standpoint. We see it from the exhibitor standpoint. And it's taking all three of those experiences, put them together. And then, to me, that allows us to then hopefully be putting on something that people can enjoy, like Sharon said, finding what works and finding what doesn't work and uh, applying those to a convention so that we can make something that's enjoyable for everyone that, that's there. That's pretty cool. That's really good that you guys have all those different uh, perspectives. That's really nice, yeah. Um, and then... Um, I know you guys, if, now correct me if I'm wrong, if I remember correctly, you guys said that you guys started the convention back in 2014. Um, 15, 2000, uh, 2015. But Chandler, when did you guys start 
thinking about, hey, maybe I think we can do this, we can do a convention. You know, was it like a couple years before you guys did it, or? I, I guess you could say that, you know, we, we toyed with the idea for several years before that. Mm-hmm. Then it was a matter of finding out the logistics of it. Mm. Where were we going to hold it? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually, there were probably a couple of years where I went to the casinos to see mm. what, what the availability was of, yeah. of space there. Um, a lot of times it was a case where because the calendars were already filled because the casino with their, uh, with their vendors, uh, with their exhibitor space, mm-hmm. uh, and space would be already filled up. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. so it took a while to finally get it going, and again, we finally got it going in 2015. But I'd say we probably started toying with the idea two, three years, maybe even four years prior, just yeah, just sparking in our mind, going, "Well, wouldn't this be interesting if we tried to do our own?" But mm-hmm. you know, it's not something that we thought of and it immediately happened. Mm-hmm. Yes, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes time. Well, like I said, again, like I said, that's that's pretty cool. That, again, like you guys have different perspectives. You guys really thought about it. Like you said, you know, you guys went to, you know, the hotel casinos, checking it out. And then, you know, 2015, you guys were able to pull it off. And I that's great. And then I'm going to just point out that this year's convention is going to be at the Las Vegas Convention Center on Saturday, November 16th and Sunday, November 17th. Is that correct? Okay, all right, and then um, ha- you know your convention has it just only been for two days, or have you guys done it like three days? No, no, it's always been a two-day convention. Okay. Yeah, it, it, we, there was no way we were going to start with a three-day convention. There's mm-hmm. there's just too much to try to do that. Um, you know, at one point there was talk of us. You know, when we were first talking about putting this together, starting with a one-day convention. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, being twenty twenty, I now know how I would have done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that that actually may have something to do with what we plan on doing in two thousand and twenty, mm-hmm. uh, having the two-day show and maybe having a few one-day shows, smaller, much, much, much smaller. Uh, but you know, just the, the, those are just ideas that are yeah. plotting around. Mm-hmm. 
and they sent an announcement out to all the schools, letting the art teachers and the kids know what we're doing. And basically what it is is uh, a, a kid anywhere from kindergarten up to 12th grade, mm-hmm. if they're artists, whether it's books, whether it's pencils or pens or brushes or crayons mm-hmm. or or really doesn't make any difference. Art is art. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to give them a place to display their art. And so they'll be able, they, they can sign up for a space in the show, mm-hmm. and they'll be given a space where they can display two pieces of their art. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the child, as well as a parent, will be able to come in the show for free. They'll be able, we're going to have comic creators who will be there talking and giving advice and stuff like that. So we're looking to help spur on the creative uh, juices of children looking at becoming artists. Mm-hmm. And as, as I guess you can jokingly say, we're, it's our way of trying to find the next Jim Lee. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, Chandler and Sharon, that's a great idea. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, kids, you know, when I was growing up, all we did was either drew, you know, drew from what we saw or, and we never got any real positive feedback or anything but i think that's just great that you guys are bringing kids in letting them do their artwork have comic book artists and writers you know there to look at it and you know just encourage them on that's great yeah we're we're uh, we're looking forward to it we uh you know we're, we're we think that it will be uh well received and who knows it might it might be something that People, other promoters, other shows may see it and go, "Hey, I like that idea. I think I'll do the same thing." Yes. You know, for us, it's, it's one of the ways that we're trying to involve the, the local community, the local art and comic book community here in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. more into our show. Mm-hmm. So, um, giving them a place to come and giving them, to a certain degree, a place to call home for what they want to show. Yeah. Like I said, I think that's really great. That really is. Um, you know, like I said, that that's pretty awesome. Um, and then since we're talking about comic book creators, I'm going to ask you guys, how do you guys go about choosing who to invite to your convention? Like you said, that there's, they've guys have had great guests, and they always want to come back. So, you know, how, how do you guys go about inviting or choosing who comes to the conventions? Well, I know one of Chandler's quite is that he'd like to bring people in that have not been to Las Vegas in some time. Oh, nice. So, yeah, he likes to bring people in that uh, the local community has not seen in a while. Mm-hmm. So I know that's one of his choices. That's yeah, the, again, for me, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it uh, true to it being a comic-centric show so what I'm looking for is I'm looking for creators and uh, you know creators who have, who have worked on books a, a, a wide variety of, of, of product if mm-hmm. you want to call it that mm-hmm. uh, that's why that's why we'll bring in guys who worked on silver age books guys who worked on bronze and copper age books mm-hmm. you know as well as modern we yes. try to give we try to get the crowd a selection I know we've had Alan Bellman who's been our oldest creator He's been to our show twice, so and he represented the Golden Age era. Uh, we had, um, uh, oh gosh. Um, Bernie Wrightson. 
Like Bernie, with Bernie mm-hmm. Bateson in our first of 2015, mm-hmm. you know, who obviously you're talking about uh, someone who's a, a solid Bronze Age, uh, and maybe late Silver Age creator. Mm-hmm. This year we have uh, Al Milgram coming in. Yes. Um, we have uh, uh, Tom Grummet who's going to be here. Both those guys did a, a, a large body of work mm-hmm. in the in the late to uh, the late seventies, all through the eighties into the nineties. Mm-hmm. Then you have someone like Scott Hanna, who's been around for basically uh, about thirty years or so. Yes. Um, and you have an upcoming artist, well established, as Satan Crane. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very popular. Yep. Uh, and you know, so that's that's part of what we try to do. We try to bring in people, whether it's you know David McAlyney, obviously mm-hmm. you look at his body work as a writer. Mm-hmm. Mark Bag with yes, his, his work as an artist. But to answer your question, how do we get these guys? Mm-hmm. Our relationship. Mm. We, you know, we we spend a we spend a, a good amount of time building relationships with all these creators. With us being as many shows as we were at. Mm-hmm. It gives us an opportunity to meet and get to know a lot of these people. And there are times where we are, we do have the rare opportunity to sit down and break bread with them or mm-hmm. have drinks with them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, but that, that pretty much, that's probably, if you want to call it the secret sauce, that's the secret sauce for us <laughs> is, is the relationships that we've built over the years with a lot of these guys. Um, you know, Sharon. Sharon, when we're at a booth, when we're at a show, Sharon spends ninety nine percent of the time in the booth. Yes, mm-hmm. um, she's the one taking care of the customers in the mm-hmm. booth and everything else. I'm the one that's like a chicken with the head cut off, running around, you know, seeing what's going on. And then if we have someone in the booth helping them, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a guest or a creator in the booth, um, but we, you know, the thing is that we each have our own ways of, of working with creators. Mm-hmm. We're sharing. If we have someone in the booth, it gives her a chance to really kind of bond with them. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, it's, so it's it's uh, it's a unique opportunity for us, and we try to take advantage of it in the sense of making building good relationships. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, one question. Um, sorry, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. One question is: um, you got the convention is going to be in November. Has it always been in November? No. Okay. The first two conventions were the first weekend of December. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The first the first two conventions, 2015 and mm-hmm. 2016, were both the first weekend of December. Mm-hmm. The problem with Las Vegas, we are saturated with conventions. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's one of the, well, actually, it's the third largest convention hall, the Las Vegas Convention Hall. Okay. Uh, only following Chicago and Orlando. And Orlando. Come next year, that's the second largest because they're adding a brand new hall. Yeah, Las Vegas has over 2 million square feet of convention space in this convention center. But everyone loves coming to Vegas, so convention mm-hmm. after convention after yes. convention. It's hard to find a date for your con. So December was all we could find no. the first mm-hmm. couple of years. Mm-hmm. We didn't particularly care for December because everybody was getting ready for Christmas. Mm-hmm. We were also competing with the Cowboy Christmas and the rodeo here oh, in town. Mm-hmm. So we were going to find a spot the middle of November. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to stay in November. 
go-to because we don't want to compete with yes. the show that we really need to be in attendance of. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, Sharon, I know before we started the interview, um, what's the temperature like in Las Vegas right now? <laughs> it's actually cold. In fact, we're under a freeze alert. It's now about 53 degrees, but they actually issued a freeze alert, which doesn't happen very often in Vegas. Yes. And basically, when it's up below 60, everybody complains. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, bear, bear in mind that uh, it was less than a month ago that it was still it was still very much in the mid-70s to low 80s. Well, back on the radio, and welcome to fall and winter at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Because we were were very nice weather, and then all of a sudden this cold front came through. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, that's just... But it's... Mm -hmm. No, sorry. Sorry, Sharon. You were sick. some sense i i know the convention is like and you guys said it's kind of hard to book conventions because of you know competing with other conventions you guys also have to be at certain comic book conventions but i'm kind of thinking november at least it's it's comf- at least it's it's not the 100 degree weather <laughs> so yeah yes a convention in june july and august is just it's just too hot mm-hmm. yeah Okay, so I'm going to... Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a different story when someone's afraid to get out of their car because it's so sweltering hot uh, that they, you know... The, during the summertime, the, the joke is that how you can watch how people move during the summertime because they literally will go from building to building and <laughs> they won't spend too much time out in the sun mm-hmm. um, because it's just so, so hot. But fortunately, mm-hmm. it's also a dry heat, so mm-hmm. it's not... Mm-hmm. Well, right now in Hawaii, we're I think we're like still in the high 80s right now, and it's normally the temperature should be dropping at least till 70, but no. So yeah, but I I couldn't believe it, Sharon, when you told me how chilly it was in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it won't last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'm going to, sorry guys, I'm going to continue on. I'm going to go back to the questions about the creators. Um, Now, you know, do you guys, when you guys, I know you mentioned about how you talk about inviting um, guests to your, to the convention. I'm just asking, do you guys have, do you guys have like a certain theme for the con or anything? Because I noticed this year, you guys have the creative theme for Venom Lethal Protector. Yes. Um, that, 
in 2000 and, uh, uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I'm not prepared to talk about it no, yet. No, no. But yeah. it, it's something that I, I've been... Well, what Chair likes to do is, it's like in 2016, he had Steve Englehart and Frank Bruner. Because Dr. Strange had just came out at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. So we, as we are in the signature business, he's always thinking about who can we get to sign a book. Mm-hmm. So he likes to invite them like in pairs or trios or this year all four of the mm-hmm. creative team and a leaf and protector. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily a theme for a show, but it's just he likes to have the fans come and be able to get their books signed by more than one person. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, here, what I was shooting for originally uh, was we 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 had invited David McElhinney, we had invited Mark Bagby, and I yes. knew we had the writer and the artist of, of Carnage, mm-hmm. uh, Amazing Spider-Man 361. That's right, yes. Um, last year, we had Randy Everling, who was the inker on that book, yeah. and I'd, I'd reached out to Randy, but unfortunately, Randy's already booked for other shows. Mm-hmm. But then it was okay. We we uh, we invited um, uh, Al Milgram to come out, and then it's like, oh wait a minute, we have uh, we have three of the four, and it's funny because we'd actually talked to Sam De La Rosa back in uh, late June when we saw Sam at a show in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. and I'd asked him if he was interested in coming to the show, and he said, well, he's already booked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure enough. Not more than a couple weeks ago, we were in L.A., and Sam comes walking up to us. He was at the show, and he says, guess what? My show that I was booked on uh, is is canceled, so I'd love to come to Vegas. And boom, now we had all four guys. So it, it, was, it was kind of weird how it happened. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's something I do to a certain degree kind of look, like Sharon says, I try to find combinations of stuff, mm-hmm. combinations of creators who work together. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Um, I'm gonna. Are you guys? Are they going to have a panel together to talk about the um, the miniseries or anything like that? Uh, you'll have to wait and see. Okay. <laughs> we, I can tell you that we are. We uh, we're getting ready to start advertising of a package. Okay. Uh, we're going to have a special limited edition print nice. that will be available uh, at the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and at the same time it will involve an opportunity to get to meet and talk to all four creators at once. Um, and so yeah, there, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of chatter talking about the book and mm-hmm. how it all came about a mm-hmm. little bit. I mean, you know, the the fact that you have David McElhinney here, yes. where uh, you know David obviously was the co-creator of Venom with Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. And then here it is. Now Venom ended up becoming this unbelievable character, which yes. you then had Carnage that spawned off of Venom. It's mm-hmm. the, the, the bit on words there of Spawn didn't mean that one, but <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, there, there are some things that we're going to be doing that uh, revolve around the characters. Mm-hmm. And last year, like I said, we had Randy Everling here, and he did a Venom piece for us, which was quite popular. And nice. considering how popular Venom is right now, 
right now with the movie and everything that came out and the yeah. chatter of of, them, uh, of being a Venom 2 movie. So, mm-hmm. it, to me, it's, if, it's, if it's something that makes the fans happy, then why not? Oh, yes, yes. And then, also, too, you guys have Mark Bagley coming um, at your convention. And if I remember correctly, because in Absolute Carnage number 1 that came out um, just a few months ago, he did about 20 random sketches. That's So whoever has one, this is the perfect place for him to autograph it. Yep. Yeah. It, it would be. It would be. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine that Mark is going to be a very, very, very busy man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all these guys... That's the one thing I can I can say with pride about our show is that we have customers and fans that come to the show and they don't hesitate to want to spend money getting getting sketches and, and stuff like that, buying prints, buying artwork. Yes. Uh, I remember one year, 2016, um, one of our guests was Bob Layton, and Bob had originally, Bob openly told me, he was coming to the show because he wanted to just enjoy himself in Las Vegas. He wasn't necessarily looking for anything in particular. He wasn't mm-hmm. looking to do a lot of work. He actually just wanted to enjoy himself. Well, the Saturday, the first obviously the, the first four hours of the show, I went walking past his booth and I checked. I'm like, Bob, how's it going? And Bob's like, Chandler, this is crazy. This is insane. And I'm like, what's, what's the problem, Bob? And he says, my sketch list is filled and there's only four hours to the show mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was complaining to me because he was going to have to spend all night sketching mm-hmm. and he had planned on going out and partying on the town and having a good time but the end result was I think he, if I remember correctly he sold like a $3,000 cover or something oh my god which uh, mm-hmm. you know so he ended up walking out of that show making some really good money <laughs> and he walked up and he have me back anytime buddy <laughs> Two channel. I have to say, I think that is the first story I ever heard of anyone walking out of Vegas making money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I I said they made money at the show. I can't say they left Vegas making money. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon can tell you that from experience of her work, and that is, people. She, she works for a company that manufactures slot machines. Oh. And, uh, yeah, they. They'll, they'll sit there and they'll come up to her and they'll say, so what's the secret? And Sharon says, it's real simple. Take your money and put it back in your pocket. <laughs> walk away. And walk away. That's the only way to guarantee you're going to win because otherwise those slot machines are set up to win, win, win for them. <laughs> so to our listeners, if you guys get anything out of this interview, that's what you hear. If you're in Vegas, you see a slot machine, just put your money back in your pocket and just walk away. <laughs> well, I also tell people, here's the theory I believe in for gambling in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. You don't live here. Mm-hmm. Oh. You take your check mm-hmm. and you put your change in a jar all mm-hmm. year long. And then when you come to Vegas, you spend what's in that jar. It could be 100 200 300 oh. $400. Yeah. But it's not money you're going to miss because it's the change out of your pocket. And you can have a great time, and it's very much like entertainment. That's right. You know, when you go to a movie 
nowadays. It's twenty twenty five for the movie ticket, mm-hmm. twenty twenty five for the popcorn. Two hours you spend fifty bucks. Yes. So as long as you regulate what you spend on those slot machines or having fun in casinos, if you consider it entertainment and you're not going to try to make your family fortune, it can be a lot of fun. But I always tell people when they say, "Do you gamble?" And I said, "If you live in Vegas mm-hmm. and want to keep your house, you do not gamble." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, to kind of I think put the cherry on top of that is you simply the what it comes down to is don't come to Vegas with the anticipation of making money. Come to Vegas with the understanding that you're here, you're coming here to have a good time, and yeah. the money you spend is meant to stay here. Because I can tell you that that is how the casinos are built. Mm. They're built on the basis of keeping the money that is brought to Las Vegas. Yes. But you think entertainment money. Yeah. yeah. When you go to a concert, you don't anticipate getting your money back. No. But you spend the money because you got entertained. Yes. And that, that's what it's all about, mm-hmm. entertainment. Yeah. Is <laughs> that they have some incredible games nowadays. They're a lot of fun. Oh, okay. No, but that's good. Because I'm going to say, I think the last time I've been to Vegas was, oh, 15 years, no, 14 years ago. Yeah, so it's been a while. It's a lot. Oh, you need to come back. As a matter of fact, I think you need to come back in two weeks. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to say, and don't say anything about it, but what you said about 2021, I'm kind of going, "Mm, I could swing around. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, okay. he has a treat in store. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I got something. I have something. I've already got in the works. And, uh, what is that the anniversary of, Chandler? Oh, you're, you're <laughs> not going to make me do that, I will, I, will I will simply say this. It is the 20th anniversary of a historic event. Mm-hmm. And oh, yes. this is actually going to be us... Um, recognizing something that recorded that event. Yes, yeah. In the comic book industry, yes. in the comic book That's industry. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not really prepared to talk about no. it just yet because mm-hmm. I still work out a couple more things. Yes. But I think when I do have it all ready to go, mm-hmm. we're going to go, wow, cool. Okay, all right. All right, I'm going to leave that alone because in two years from now, we're going to do another interview, right, to promote it, that convention. So, so well. So, like I said, yeah, I. Two years from now, you're going to be interviewing us live from the Las Vegas floor. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to. I want to go back to some of the your the great comic book creators you guys have lined up for this year because I see you guys have Carl Potts. You know. Yeah. Right. He was. If now, correct me if I'm wrong. He was a former editor in chief at Marvel. Correct. Was he? I'm sorry, I did not hear the question. I'm sorry, what, so Carl Potts, now correct me if I'm wrong, was he a former editor-in-chief at Marvel? He wasn't an editor-in-chief. Okay, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. He was, I believe he was an editor at, at, uh, at Marvel. Okay. So, but I, don't, I do not believe he was editor-in-chief. Okay. So. We'll have to look that up. No. We'll have to look that up. Last year, one of the guests that we had at our last year's show was Tom DeFalco, who was an editor-in-chief at yes. Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think he was right after Jim Shooter, right? I believe so, okay, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm going to say, the more we talk about I think, Chandler, I think you're right. I think Carl Potts was an editor at Marvel, and I know he also wrote 
Punisher, and he also created Alien Legion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So that that's great that you guys have him coming to your guys' convention. Uh, matter of fact, he was at the Maui Comic Con um, um, this past weekend. Last weekend, correct. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I know I was trying to get a hold of him, and he said, "I'm I'm in Maui." <laughs> Um, also, to um, you guys got to me a couple great artists, legendary artists. I'm going to say one of them is we've met, we've talked about Tom Grummet, and the other artist is Alec Sazivik. I'm mispronouncing the last Al, name. Alec Sazivik. Yes. Yeah, Alex, Alex, We actually had our show last year, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, Alex is—he's—he's he's been in the industry for a long time. Yes. Obviously, it's we love like, Alex and his wife. Yes. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, they're good. Oh, yeah. uh, Alex and and, uh, and Jody—they—they're—they're uh, they're fun people to be around. Yes. Um, Alex actually was on the—he uh, was on the Spider-Man news strip for many years, mm-hmm. working with Larry Lieber mm-hmm. and uh, with Roy Thomas. So. Uh, you Because, you know, to me, you know, and I told Tom Grumman when I saw them at, when I saw him at Comic-Con Honolulu this past year was the one thing I can always rely on whenever I see his name or Alex's name on the cover is I know their art is going to be consistent. I know what to expect, um, you know, and they never let me down. You know, they never do. It's just one of those, it's consistent, the background, you know. They pay attention to the background, the details, and everything like that, you know. And and you know that it, it, you know it's great. I you know yeah. Yep. So uh, so pretty much 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already talked about David McElhinney. Yes. Um, and then you know, we, we, have Bag- we have Mark Bagley coming out. We have Sam De La Rosa. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Clayton Crane. Clayton Crane is yes. a great, great. Uh, he's a great cover artist. He's doing some phenomenal covers right now. He is just killing it mm-hmm. with some great covers right now. Uh, and, you know, we, we've already talked about Scott Hanna, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Todd Knopf. Yes. Uh, Todd Knopf is, you know, he's, he's, Todd Knopf is, he's been around for a while. He's done, he's, he did his run on Spider-Man. Yes. And just, he's one of those, he's just one of those guys, he just, he's a solid performer mm-hmm. uh, from beginning to end. Yes. And uh, like I said, we have Al, and we have Tom, and, you know, that's, that pretty much winds up our guest list uh, as far as, uh, as far as who we have coming out this year. And mm-hmm. like I said, I, I tripped it down. Uh, part of it is I wanted to make sure that the guests, you know, one of the things that I guess telling me is that they, you know, that there were, there were too many guests for, mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, the size of the show. And we're not a big show. We're a small show. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sharon and I are truly a mom and pop show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, we, you know, so, but it, like I said, we want to make this fun for everyone. Make it fun for the guests. Make it fun for the fans. Mm-hmm. And then um, also, and I'm going to ask: Can we start talking about your exhibitors? Like, you know, who who's going to be there? Do you anyone you want to, or do you want to promote all of them right now? Well, you know, there's there's there's, there's, there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have over a hundred artists. Oh and, mm, my uh, God. <laughs> Okay. We oh really had a good turning out this year for the, the local artists and mm-hmm. the regional artists. And unlike other shows, we allow people to buy artist alley tables that may not be an artist, but they're a craftsman. Oh, okay. You know, they do arts and crafts that are comic book things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we have over 100 of, of artist alley tables. looking through you guys website and facebook page and because there was one um i'm not sure if they're exhibitors but very awesome girls into nerdy things i'm just asking you know like is that a is that a local group is that a vendor i'm just pointing them out because i just saw their group of girls oh okay they've been at our show 
show a couple years now. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, in fact, we have about seven cosplay groups that will be coming out to support us. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. We even have a cosplay comedy team that there are eight players that they dress in comedy book characters mm-hmm. and comedy book costumes, yes. and they do comedy skits. Oh. Yeah, they do comedy stuff like that, so they kind of have like a little show that they put on. I believe they're known as the cosplay comics. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with us doing, with us working with the children and everything, uh, the cosplayer is going to be able to step up and help us um, and one of the other things that uh, that we do at the show, and this is kind of more of a pet thing for me, mm-hmm. where, where I have a lot of pride behind this, is the day before the show, we, I take several of the creators to a facility for, it's an outpatient facility for children who get their chemotherapy and they get their radiation treatment and stuff. And these are kids who have uh, immune systems mm-hmm. that are compromised, so they can't come to a comic book convention because mm-hmm. of let's face a comic book convention, all the people's germs and everything else. Mm-hmm. You can say it that way, but you take someone who is battling for their life, trying to beat cancer, yes. and they can't go into those kinds of situations. So I bring the the creators to them, and there's mm-hmm. being able to see a comic artist sitting there and teaching kids how to draw mm-hmm. Spider Man, seeing the smiles on these kids, mm-hmm. you know, nothing. you bring some of the comic book creators to um you're gonna bring you bring some of the comic book creators to the you know to these kids at like um at these um cancer hospitals or the cancer wards how did that come about chandler if you don't mind me asking
you know, we've kind of we've kind of progressed and, and grown the whole idea and the whole concept. But uh, you know, something as simple as that. Yeah. Wow, that's like I said, that's pretty awesome, Chandler. You know, Sharon, Chandler, that like I said, that's pretty awesome. That's really cool. You know. Um yeah, that's great. And like you said, you know, the kids really appreciate they enjoy it, right? You know, yeah. No, they love it. They love it. You know, the, the looks on their faces. And, I mean, I, I'm not going to do it because Sharon would kill me if I did this, but I could spend the next hour just talking about the experiences of of, uh, of being there and seeing the kids and how mm-hmm. they reacted and stuff like that. I would simply say that, you know, just it makes your heart burst when mm-hmm. you see kids who are having such a difficult time in life. I mean, let's face it, they're, you know, they're, they're in dire situations. They're... they're some of these kids are being told that you're never going to have a normal life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this allows them to escape it for a moment. That's one thing that's great about comic books. Is comic books allow you to escape mm-hmm. what life is all about. And that's, I think, part of what appeals to a lot of people. And that's one of the reasons why comic books is this. Is as big of, of, of an industry. I mean, when you talk to comic creators that go back to the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. they'll sit there and they'll, they'll be the first ones to tell you, I never expected it to last this long. I mean, mm-hmm. Mr. Ramita, talking to him recently, yeah. and, you know, uh, you know, I asked him that same question, and he says, kid, you know, I was, I was just happy to have a job the next week. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just happy to have a job the next yeah. week. So, you know, considering where, where it started and where it's become, no one ever imagined it would be as big as it is. And, and then you just add to it the whole explosion with movies and stuff like that. And that's a whole other, a whole other dynamic. Yeah. This is just all slice of what the comic industry is about. Mm-hmm. And it's where people naturally come and meet these creators and create this really cool, uh, medium that allow people to escape from life. Yeah. Yes, and and yes, and and now it's grown into doing movies like you said, Kevin Van Hook. Now he's seeing his creation of Bloodshot, you know, coming coming to life next year, you know. So yeah, yeah. You know. Um, so I I, th- I think that's I think that's you know I I don't know what else we can really say mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, um, you know, it's this is we it's just we. We have, we have to get to we we basically have to get everything ready to get ready for uh, yes for all these guys to come in and make sure we have a good time and make sure they have a good time and and uh, and basically uh, get through the show. I mean, Sharon and I we have a really busy schedule the yes. next two weeks. Yes. One more question before one more thing about the convention before I ask you to promote it again and so forth. Is First Comics Publishing going to be there? I just got confirmation today that they're coming. Okay, because you guys are going to have John and Matt Ewan, the Ewan twins, correct? That's what I was told. Okay. Like I said, just got, I literally got confirmation of this not more than three, four hours ago. Wow. Oh. So, okay. Yeah, there. I, I guess I guess there was a you know with, there was a little hiccup in the in the communication. Mm-hmm. And, but fortunately, everything everything's on track, and they'll be here. They're going to have uh, they're going to have several of their comic creators here, and mm-hmm. we will and we'll be thankful to have them here. They they were at our show last year, and we're we're welcoming them back this year. Yeah. 
because I spoke to John and Matt when they were here, oh shoot, earlier this month at the Geek Craft Expo. Great guys. Have, have you guys met John and Matt Ewan? No, I don't think we have. I can't have. say that we have. So we look forward to seeing them when they come to Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. You know, one island to the other island. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, um, Chandler and Sharon, I'm going to start wrapping this up. Um, do you guys have any last words for our listeners? Just, you know, uh, if, if you're going to be in Las Vegas, Sharon, thank you very much for you guys' time. I'm going to let you guys go because, like you guys said, man, it's like the next two weeks you guys are just going to be busy. So, again, thank you yep. very much. So, thank you. And then I'll see you guys either, and I hope you guys come back for Comic-Con Honolulu next year, and I'll see you guys then. <laughs> no, we, we, we definitely want to come back. But mm-hmm. Don't forget, don't forget, we have a date to rekindle this in 2021 with you here in Las Vegas. That that is a date. That is a date. And matter of fact, I'm going to tell Dawn, my wife, as soon as we're done with this interview, that we have it set. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Chandler and Sharon, again, thank you very much. All right. You guys have a good night. That was my interview with Chandler and Sharon Rice, the organizers of the Great American Comic Con Las Vegas. Again, this convention will be on the weekend of November 16th and 17th at the Convention Center Southeast Hall. Now, they have a great lineup this year. They have the creative team of the Venom Lethal Protector miniseries. That's David Michelini, Sam Della Rosa, Al Milgram, and Mark Bagley. And also, too, they also have other great um, creators there as well. Clayton Crane, um, the artist on the um, miniseries Venom vs. Carnage. Artist Tom Grummet will be there as well. His current work right now, he's doing um, Section Zero for Image Comics. And also, the Ewan Twins will be there as well. I interviewed them a couple weeks ago. Please stop by their table and just say hi to them. Also, too, if you see Chandler and Sharon Rice on the convention floor, please stop by, you know, say hi to them, and also talk story with them as well, too. You know, and again... If you live in Las Vegas or visiting Las Vegas during the weekend of November 16th and 17th, please check out the Great American Comic-Con Las Vegas at the Convention Center Southeast Hall. Now, this part of the podcast, this is where I just do a bunch of thank you. So, you know, please bear with me on this. First off, I just want to thank God for letting me meet Chandler and Sharon Royce. You know, um, you know, I really enjoy talking to them. They're such awesome people. And I want to give a big mahalo or thank you to Chandler and Sharon, you know, for taking their time out of their busy schedule, you know, to do this interview. So Chandler and Sharon, thank you very much. 
And I also want to thank my wife Dawn, you know, for supporting me, um, for supporting me, you know, in this crazy expensive hobby that I do, and also, you know, for supporting me to contribute to, um, you know, to John and Drew's podcast. And you know, and I want to thank Drew and John for letting me contribute to their podcast. You know, Drew's podcast is Comics for Fun and Profit. John's is the um, Comic Book Page podcast. So you know, I just want to thank them for letting me contribute to their podcast. So John and Drew, thank you very much. And also too, you know, um, they also do a lot of hard work behind the scenes in putting these episodes together. So again, John and Drew, thank you very much. You know, and and if you are a new listener, you know, um, to the Comics for Fun and Profit um, podcast, you know, um, please check out, um, you know, their weekly um, podcast. It comes out every Saturday morning. Drew and his brother Kyle, they do comic book speculations on new releases. And also, please check out John's podcast, The Weekly Comic Spotlight. That comes out every Monday morning. He and his co-host James, they do a spoiler-free review of comics. One from DC, one from Marvel, and at least one other. And finally, I want to thank you, the listeners. Thank you very much you know, for your time you know, and for listening to this interview. Until next time, guys. Aloha.